Destiny Church 217 podcast. Today we're hearing from Pastor Eric Hansen, Senior Leader of Destiny Church. In this message, Pastor Eric shares about the way of the fool versus the way of the wise. Following the message, take a look at the episode description where you can find scripture references as well as helpful links to learn more about the ministry of Destiny Church. We all like to think we know a lot. (laughs) Um, However, William Shakespeare said this, a fool doth think he is wise, but a wise man knows himself to be a fool. Today we're talking about the fork in the road, the way of the fool versus the way of the wise. Lord Jesus, help us today to be wise and not foolish. Help us, Lord, to hear your word clearly and to apply it to our lives in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. We're not always as smart as we think we are. Not always the, what do they say, the, the sharpest knife in the drawer. And uh, so today we're going to talk about wisdom. In fact, we're going to talk about wisdom the entire month. That's why every morning we're going to be posting a devotion out of the book of Proverbs on our Facebook page. So you'll have it there, and then it'll be gone, and the new one will come up, and it'll be gone, and every day it'll be a fresh one. 31 days, 31 Proverbs, and so please join us online on our Facebook page. Uh, We are going at 7 o'clock. Is that correct, Joey? Yes. Good. So uh, we're talking about wisdom, not just today, but the entire month, but we're going to kick things off today with this idea that there's a fork in the road, and one way is the foolish way, and one way is the wise way, and it seems to be that a lot of people like the foolish way. In fact, in that little picture, there's even like an arrow, like tempting you. Come on, come down the foolish way. Well, in the book of Proverbs, you're going to find just a a treasure trove of great information and revelation and wisdom. But as as there is with any, in, in, in my Bible study world, as with any chapter, there's a key verse in the chapter. As with any book, there's a key verse for the entire book, and that's going to be found in Chapter one, verse seven. In fact, tomorrow morning at seven o'clock, I am Proverbs chapter one. I'm kicking the day off tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. on New Year's Day. Get up at seven o'clock tomorrow. It'll be online all day. You can sleep in. I'm just kidding. It'll be online all day. And the key verse, let's have some fun. The key verse I've got for you in four different translations. The first you'll see on the screen, or if you have your Bible in King James, it says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Pretty clear. NIV, the New International Version, is the same. A little little different. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Go back to King James. You'll see the last word in King James is in, no, back, yeah. Wisdom and instruction. Now go to NIV. We have the word discipline inserted there. So let's look at the Living Bible. I think that's interesting for this verse. It says, how does a man become wise? The first step is to trust and reverence the Lord. Only fools refuse to be taught. The Amplified, I kid my wife, it's the woman's version because it has so many words. (laughs) It says this, The reverent fear of the Lord that is worshiping him and regarding him is truly awesome is the beginning 
and the preeminent part of knowledge, its starting point and its essence, but arrogant and fools despise skillful and godly wisdom and instruction and self-discipline. Man, that's a lot of words. So we've got King James, we've got NIV, we've got the Living Bible. I mean, there's just a myriad of translations, but I have the best version for you today, and so we can read this together now. Next version. Yeah, there it is. Oh, wait, you don't read Hebrew. Oh, oh, darn it. Well, that would be the original text. Everything I've read to you this far has been what we think that says in English. And if you speak a foreign language, you realize that when you translate things, you can use different words, insert different things, and, and you can come up with with. with so the same meaning, but different verbiage for the, for the idea, okay? So that's the original text, the first part of Proverbs. Uh, and I've highlighted verse number seven in black. You may not be able to read that, so I've made it larger for you. Check this out. That's the larger version of that text. And what you're going to see is you're gonna see the Hebrew word above it. Oh, wait a second. You have to remember this, time out. You need to be reading from right to left, all right, you all were down there trying to figure this out. You, you need to start at this end. In fact, what's really interesting is when you read, you know, when, when we read a book, when we read a, we read a book, we go like this. But when you read a Hebrew book, this is the first page, and you read this way. So the back of the book is the front of the book, just like driving in England. It's all backwards, all right? So in Hebrew, you have to start on this end. So the top, the top is the Hebrew word. The little points and dashes around that word are what we call vowel points. It's how you get the vowels because all you have with the letters is consonants. And then you have the most raw understanding of what that word is next underneath that. And then you have a number, for example, 3374. 3374, what Strong's exhaustive concordance contains is the, the number for every single word in the Bible. So every time there is the word, this word right here, this Hebrew word, they've, they've, they've labeled that word 3374. And then you can go to a, a concordance, it's called an Englishman's concordance, and you can actually look up the word 3374. You don't look up the word, you work up the number 3374, and it shows you all the places in the Old Testament that 3374 has been translated. And of course, the majority of them will be fear, but there are other subtleties that you'll find for the word 3374. Have I lost anybody yet? We're in school this morning if you haven't figured that out. Yeah, so just, just hang with me, it's gonna get interesting. And then underneath it is the transliteration or the, the English pronunciation. So let's, let's work through this. Let's break this down uh, with the first word, the fear. 3374, what it means is exceeding fear, dread, or reverence. So you could use any of those words to describe this. What we have in the English translation is fear most of the time. But the dread of the Lord the exceeding fear, the reverence, we like to say when we talk about the fear of the Lord, when we revere him, like, like I, I respect, like you walk into the courtroom and you stand up because you revere, you fear, you revere the Lord, the judge, right? Are you tracking with me? 
We're gonna do this for the next couple minutes. So put your aluminum foil, I mean your hat, your, your tinfoil hats on, and let's move, let's move through this for a second, all right? So we're moving right to left. You're at, you're at the fear of the Lord. The Lord. All right, the Lord, this is such a great word. So what we have here, uh, unfortunately, in this, in, this, uh, in this Hebrew text, the word Lord is capital L and then small case O-R-D. That's just the way they do it when they transliterate it in the Old Testament text. But if you look in your Bible or if you look in, in any other translation, King James, NIV, this particular word Lord, and you may find this sometimes, you may thought to yourself, why is this so? When you're reading and you see the word Lord, sometimes it's like all caps. And then sometimes it's like, like not all caps. That's not because somebody wanted you to say, Lord, when it was all in caps, like when we type in all caps, it's shouting, right? So this word Lord in your text, in your Bible, is all caps. And why is it all caps? It's because it is Hashem, the name. That's Hebrew for the word the name. In fact, a Hebrew would not say this, a Jew would not say this, he might just say Hashem, which means the name. Because what you have with that, those four consonants, which is a little itty bitty little dash, a yod, and then that thing that looks like a, oh, it's like a, like a seven with a line underneath it. You see that? That's the second letter because we're reading right to left. So you have the little dash, and you have the, the seven with the line underneath that's, that's the letter hey. Try it, just don't spit on your neighbor. Hey. I remember when, when I first learned Hebrew in school, and the, the first week you had to learn the alphabet, of course, and you would go through Aleph, Beit, Gimel, and you'd have these guttural sounds that you'd have to use. Everyone was hoarse because you, it, it's, a, it's something we don't have in the English language, but it's a hey. And then next to that, you're gonna have a longer stroke. That stroke is called a vav, a v, starts with the letter V, or some people use the letter W as in wav. So it's vav or wav, and that's a, the long line. And then at the end of that word, you see another he. So it's yod, the little one, long, he, or he, the seven, he, vav, he. Are you all with me? I don't want, you, this is important. So this is important for many reasons, because this is the name of G-O-D in English. When, when, when you would write that, when you would write those four consonants as a scribe, because they didn't have Xerox machines, they didn't have PDFs, you couldn't take a picture of it. When you had this text and you wanted to make it again, that was your job. You were, you were a scribe and you were writing these things down. Before you wrote that, you're reading along and you're writing and, and you have to get up, go wash your hands before you get to write the four consonants of a name that you can't pronounce. You know it's the name of God. You go wash your hands, you come back, you get a new pen, you get new ink, you write those four consonants and then you go wash your hands again. How holy, how holy is that name? Today, some Jews won't even write the word God. They'll write G-D because they don't want to write his name. So this, this what they call, they call it, technically speaking, they call it a tetragrammaton. There are four consonants, yod, he, vav, he. When you see the capital L-O-R-D in your text, we're talking about the most holy name. Transliterated or the, de defined as the self-existent eternal one. The Lord, the name, 
Jehovah, the true name of God. We've just added cons- or, excuse me, vowels around the consonants so that we can pronounce it because you can't pronounce four consonants. So we come and we use the, we use the vowels from the word Elohim. We didn't decide that. The, uh, the Jewish rabbis of days gone by said so we're gonna ascribe to it the vowels from the word Adonai and that's how we come up with the word Jehovah. Jeh, Jeh, Yod, Hova, Yod, Hey, Hov, Vav, Hey, Jehovah. That's how we come up with the name of God. So feel free to tell a Jehovah's Witness that the word Jehovah is not in the Bible at all and their mind gets blown. So just play to them the last 10 minutes of this tape and, and, uh, and they'll, they'll figure out that we don't know the name of God, but we do know what the four constants of his name are, and that is that. So the fear of Jehovah, the self-existent eternal one, next word, is interesting. I wasn't really gonna talk on this, but it's, it's interesting to note if you ever get to this level of Bible study. When you see the number 9999, which is is, but then look at the end of the verse. The word but has 9999. How is that possible? Because when you do this type of study and you find 9999 as a definition for the word, that means it's a word that we added that isn't in the original text. We added to make better sense, to make it flow easier for us. So 9999 is a word that's not in the original text. So the fear of the Lord we can or can, don't have to say is, but we, it's presumed. The fear of the Lord, the beginning, the be'evrit, the beginning, the first place in time, order, and rank, the chief and principal thing. In other words, it's the most important. The most important. What's the most important thing to you? Let's, let's start thinking that the fear of the Lord should be the most important thing to us. Because if you have a healthy fear and respect of the Lord, you know how much easier life will be? You know how much easier it'll be to make decisions? Should I go there? Should I do that? Should I drink that? Should I smoke that? Should I eat that? Should I date that? <laughs> Hello? All the single ladies. It's just the beginning, just the beginning. It's just the starting line. You want wisdom? What's the starting line? Where do you tow the line? Where do you, where do you begin the race? Here it is. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, gnosis, knowledge to know, to have awareness. The opposite of ignorantly is to be, is to be have knowledge. So the fear of the Lord is just the beginning of awareness, to know, and wisdom. I like this word because it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, wisdom, and we insert the word and, wisdom and knowledge, and wisdom. Wisdom, good sense, skillful wisdom, wisely and with wit. Note, note the definition of the word. It doesn't say common sense. It says, good sense. You ever been talking or you're in, maybe even in a disagreement with someone? Well, common sense says, 
You know what's common about common sense? Commonness. There's, it's just, you know, it's the grab bag of life. Because common sense is on a sliding scale. I don't want common sense. I want good sense. Capital G-O-D, good sense. So the beginning, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and good sense. Next word. Instruction. Instruction. This is instruction. I'm teaching you right now. That's instruction. Have you ever tried to teach a kid and they don't know, but they say, oh, I know, I know. <laughs> Parents? Hey, let me, let me show you how to do it. I know, I know, I know. And then you try to help again. They go, I know, I know, I know. So what do you eventually do? Good luck with that. Hope that works out okay for you. Isn't that what God does to us sometimes? He tries to teach us. He tries to show us. He tries to teach us. He tries to show us. Then he eventually goes, all right. There you go. Good luck with that. Hope that works for you. So the fear of the Lord is that we somehow lean in towards being corrected, being disciplined, being rebuked, having a warning, instruction, being chastised, having a strength. In Hebrews, in Hebrews 12, 6, it says, and I haven't memorized King James, it says, the Lord chasteneth those whom he loves. It says he disciplines those whom he loves. If my kid's having a tantrum on the floor at Walmart, you better believe I'm gonna discipline that child. Somebody else's kid, I just walk right over him. I just, it's not my place. It's not my kid. Here's a newsflash. Whose child are you? All right, let's keep reading. Right to left, right to left, here we go. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, wisdom, and instruction. But understood, fools, fools, to be perverse or silly. Um, the Bible says a fool has said in his heart there is no God. And this, this idea of, of, of someone being perverse and silly, um, have, you ever, have you ever had a conversation with someone that everything is a joke it's like, can you just have a conversation with me? You don't, everything doesn't have to be a dad joke. Everything doesn't have to be funny. Let's have a serious conversation here for a second. You will die, and what will happen to you when you die? Right? And then joke, 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 joke. Deflect, deflect, deflect your shields up. No, 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 no. Cut the silly. Let's just have a heart-to-heart -heart here for a second. Fools despise correction and rebuke and instruction. They despise it, which means to disrespect, to hold in contempt. So the whole verse reads like this. If you were doing a Bible study and you'd say, man, I really wanna drill down on what this is all about, this is how you would do it. You'd look up each of these words and you begin to understand that, that there's multiple shades of blue. It's just not royal blue, there's navy blue and robin egg blue, and this is how you come up with a deep understanding of a text. And so the fear of the Lord is the beginning, knowledge, wisdom, and instruction, but fools despise. So what I've done for all of us is I've taken those definitions and I've taken uh, the NIV and the 
all the other translations aside, set those aside, and from the definitions of the original language, this now is the Eric Hansen translation of Proverbs 1.7. You might come up with a little different, but this is what I came up with if I was going to be translating from the original language of Hebrew into English. Proverbs 1.7 would say, to have a holy reverence for the self-existent eternal Lord of all is the single most important thing for anyone to have. But still, perverted fools and silly people disrespect and despise the Lord and his good sense, his wisdom, discipline, correction, and instruction. That's the, that's the depth of Proverbs 1.7. So with that as our backdrop, there's two types of people in the world. Those who can parallel park <laughs> and those who just keep driving around the block looking for one they can pull into. There's two types, two types of drivers in the world. One, who perceive the on-ramp onto the highway as something to speed up for. The other feel it's just time for a scenic view or something. Two types of people who use smartphones. Those who immediately install every app and every update have no notifications showing on their phone. And then there are those like Miles. I'm not kidding. Miles, how many, how many unopened emails or texts do you have on your phone? Um, text messages right now, 10, emails, 631. <laughs> uh, other notifications, 2, 2, 3, 10, 45. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> you've learned now not to ever email Miles. He has 600 unopened emails on his phone. So there's two types of smartphone users. Two types of coffee people. Those who need the meticulously handcrafted latte made from expensive imported roasted beans, goat's milk, sprinkled with Himalayan salt. And those of us who believe that the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Preferably a mug. I delight, when I have to go to Starbucks, I delight in saying I want a small coffee. Black. In the 1600s, there was a philosopher, Descartes, uh, René, in the 1600s. He, had, he, he began uh, presenting a philosophy where you can divide everything into two pieces. The duality, where there's two types of people. And what's interesting is that's in 1600, but Solomon wrote Proverbs, which was in 1000 BC. So Descartes didn't catch on until 2600 years later. There's just two types of people. You got the wise and you got the foolish. We wanna be wise, don't we? We wanna be wise. <clears throat> but it just seems to be not in, within our grasp. This is a, this is a padlock, and, and you just can't get in unless you have what? The key. I have a key. You could put your car key in here. Would it work? 
You could put your house key in here, would it work? You could put your padlock key in it, would it work? No, you have to have capital T-H-E, the, definite article, the key. And I'm here to today to present to you and for this entire month, this simple idea. This is your life. And you will continue to have difficulty upon difficulty upon difficulty until you insert the right key, which is the key of wisdom, in to unlock what God has for you. You've tried. I mean, there's enough self-help books out there right now. You could read one a day for the rest of your life, still have plenty left over, never touch the Bible. So the best self-help book I can present to you is the Word of God, and particularly the book of Proverbs. So as we wind our way through these 31 chapters, you're gonna find all kinds of wisdom for marriage, for home, for uh, raising your children, for finances. You'll find all kinds of things. And you say, I've got so many problems. I got 99 problems and not reading the Bible isn't one of them. I'm telling you, you need to understand that Proverbs, an understanding of Proverbs will unlock wisdom in your life. It'll be a new level of uh, understanding because wisdom is what we're after. Knowledge is not enough. I mean, goodness knows in an internet age, we all have the information. Back when I wanted to know what the capital of Ghana, what's the capital of Ghana? What? What he said. That's the capital of Ghana, <laughs> right? Back in the day, I would have to get, I asked my mom, mom, do you know the capital of Ghana? No. Dad, do you know the capital of Ghana? No. Does Paul Swanson next door, do you think his dad would know the capital? No, he didn't know, he didn't know anything. Okay, so, so uh, uh, get on your bike and ride yourself down to the library to find an encyclopedia, Britannica, pop that baby open, Ghana, 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 capital, boom. What is it? Accra, there you go. So I came from a world where knowledge was not at the finger. Who has a smartphone in this place? Pick it, pick it up. Hold up your smartphone. If you haven't, hold it up, look at that. You know what that means? That means you have a Bible in your hand. That means you have a Bible with you everywhere you go. How about we just pop open that Bible app and read a little Proverbs every day rather than dead scrolling through Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or whatever other mind-numbing social media that you just kind of dead scroll through. How about you make Proverbs that Oh, you walk every day? How about you just listen to the book of Proverbs every day? Instead of coming home and turning on the TV right away or turning on the radio right away or listen, how about you just listen to the book of Proverbs? Let it just saturate you. You'll become wise. You'll become wise. The fear of the Lord produces wisdom. But pastor, I don't understand the fear of the Lord. All right, so we're gonna skip from Proverbs 1 and move over to Proverbs 2 because Solomon defines it for us in verse number two. Turn your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. And if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver, wait a second. You mean I'm supposed to go after wisdom like I go after money? 
I desire money. How many of you would like an extra hundred bucks? Anybody need a hundred? Oh, now you think I'm gonna give it to you, raise your hand, see. How many of you want some wisdom in your life? Boom. I wanna I want, I want go after wisdom like going after money, like silver. Look for it like you do for silver and search for it as if it is a hidden treasure. Why? Verse five. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth his teachings come knowledge and understanding. So, the very next proverb, Proverbs 3 says, verse seven, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. So this is not about some sort of self-aggrandizement where we say, oh, look how smart I am. Look how wise I am. Because you know what? Oftentimes, the person that's not doing the talking is the wisest person in the room. So, it's a guidebook. To a, to a wise life. It's not a one and done. The choice you make to go down that path of wisdom, every, well, I, I, I chose God and I chose the way of wisdom back in 1999 or in the year 2020. I prayed a prayer and I gave my life to Jesus and I did it last month, I did it last week. How many of you have walked the path of any length at all, realize that every day there is an off-ramp to foolishness? Not every day, multiple times a day. The enemy says, hey, come over here, the easy way. Check this out. This is gonna be so much fun. You won't get caught. No one will know. Come on over here, yeah? Mm-hmm. So what is it? It's not a one and done. It's not a yearly decision. It's not a monthly or even a daily decision. It's a decision every moment of the day because all you have is now. All you have is now. Oh, man. We don't have time to drill down into like quantum stuff, but you know you only have now. What I just said five minutes ago is gone. You only have now, oh, next week. You don't have next week. It's not anything. It's in your imagination. And time is a construct of man. So here we, I'm sorry. You only have now. What are you doing now? That's foolish. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Have you ever traveled to a foreign country? Yeah? If you haven't, I'd, I'd encourage you. It, it, it broadens your understanding of, of how great a land we live in. But when, when you go to another country for the first time, there's all kinds of things that you can do. I like, there's, there's Lonely Planet. That's a great traveler's guide. There's another one called Fodders. That's probably the most popular called Fodders. It's a book. I know it's, it's, on, it's probably online, but it's a book. You buy a book about like whatever, England or wherever, or about uh, uh you know, Ireland, we're gonna go to Ireland. So let's get the Fodder's book on Ireland. You learn all about the customs, which is important. You learn about the laws that are different. You learn all kinds of things. And then we move from Lonely Planet, we learn through, we go from Fodder's. And then there's the guy, uh, who's the guy on PBS? Steve, uh, what? Rick Steves, this little, this little, this little uh, uh, European looking dude, real skinny and pasty white. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> What's his name? 
Steve's. Steve's. He's a little, he's a little skinny, pasty white guy. What, what's his name? Rick, Rick Steve's, that's it. Rick Steve's. You know what I'm talking? Do you know who I'm talking about? No. He, on PBS, he does these, let's tour around Europe, little TV things. That's him. What? Oh, they have a DVD box set of him. Where were you going that you would? Ah, okay, never mind. All right. Well, let me tell you. This is not our home. Hello. This is not our home. We are what here? We are strangers here. What are we here? We are aliens here, right? So that means we don't belong here. But you know what? We should have a travel guide. Hello. We should have a travel guide as to how we can best maneuver ourselves in this place and in this time. Because when we get to our home, we will know him as he is fully known. We'll, We'll know. Now we see through a dark, a glass darkly and dimly. Are you tracking with me? So you need a travel guide. The key to the lock and the travel guide to your life, if you wanna live a life of wisdom and not be a fool, fool, I just thought of Mr. T, fool. (laughs) If you don't wanna be a fool, then you're gonna have to understand what the book of Proverbs is telling us. Yes, yes. Proverbs 11.2. When the pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Wait a second, do you see what just got coupled together there? Humility and wisdom. But with humility comes wisdom. Part of humility is being able to accept a rebuke. If someone comes to you and says, hey man, that that wasn't right what you did, and you get all, well who do you think you are telling me, well well, yeah, what? Versus someone who's wise, who gets rebuked. You say, hey man, I, I don't know if that was really the right way you should respond to that person. Really? Did I come off that way? Uh, t- tell me, what, what, what did you hear? How did, how, how? And I'm, I'm, I'm leaning into the rebuke. I wanna learn something from that. Pride comes before the fall. When somebody says, hey, hey man, that wasn't right. You shouldn't have done that like that. Instead of you getting all defensive. Who do you think you are? You got problems too, man. Just leave me alone. You know nobody can judge me. Versus, oh, yeah, how about this? Yeah, you're right. That was, that was probably not the best thing to do. Gosh, sorry, forgive me. Then you know what happens? Then you get to go on. And that person says, oh, wow, there's a humble person. Now, not every time you get corrected is, is it appropriate. Well, okay, well, thanks for the input. I appreciate that. And then you move on with your life. There's no reason to get all agitated about it. All right, so... Coupled with humility is wisdom. There they are. The Lord disciplines those whom he loves. All right, having that as our background, let me rebuke you. Can I rebuke you, please? Will you lean into the rebuke? Okay, fun. This is gonna be great. It says in our text, can we go back to our text, that the fool despises discipline. And we know that to be correction. A fool despises that level of rebuke and instruction in your life. So don't despise this, lean into it. You ready? The chastisement, the reproof, the correction, the warning, the instruction. Some of you definitely, earnestly 
want to be wise in your life. You really, really do. But the problem is you're self-sabotaging. You're, 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 you're putting the wrong key into the lock. You're using the wrong travel guide. And, and your life is a mess. You want, you want it. You want it. You want wisdom, but you're self-sabotaging. You want to fly with eagles, but you're hanging out with turkeys. You want a life of rainbows, but you're unwilling to get wet. You're hunting diamonds in a coal mine. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. Here it comes, get ready. Some of you need to change some of your friends. So you should, what you do, lean into that. Really, really, Pastor? Is that wisdom? Is that, let me lean into that. Let me make a list real quick of my top 10 friends. Okay, are you there? Are you, are you open to instruction now? Some of you need to change some of your friends. Well, you know why I know that? Because I know some of your friends. And honestly, you know some of your friends aren't the best friends. Well, Pastor, I'm just trying to be a good influence. Stop making excuses for hanging out with people that just are not good for you. It's time to change some of the people you hang out with. Leo Tolstoy, a Russian author, won the Nobel Prize. The guy won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1901, 1902, 1903, 1904, 1905, 1906, and 1909. Yeah, yeah, one of the, he's an amazing person, Leo Tolstoy. He said this, it is complete delusion that beauty is goodness. Pudgy person. <laughs> Which one's better? Oh, good looking one, right? The supermodel one. Got the hair and the eyes and the lips and the nose and the, all that, <laughs> all that. That's gotta be good, huh? Hey, can I be real? What do we say? We say all that glitters isn't, Some of those friends, they make, you, they, they, they make you feel better about yourself. Listen, you gotta get rid of some of those people. Proverbs 13, 20 says, he who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. You know who you should be hanging out with? Wise people. Not just smart people, remember the difference, right? Information, knowing the stuff isn't knowing what to do with the stuff. If you hang out with wise people, you'll become wise. If you hang out with fat people, you'll be fat. If you hang out with millionaires, you'll become a millionaire. You hang out with stupid people, you're gonna get stupider. Unless you, unless you look for wise people in your life, you'll be wanting to fly with the eagles, but you'll be hanging out with turkeys. There's no wisdom there. 
You need to find people in your life that are smarter than you, wiser than you, and hang out with them. I'm talking scripturally speaking, biblically speaking. I'm not talking about becoming a millionaire or dropping 20 pounds or any of that other kind of stuff. Those are, all, those, are, those, are, those are axioms and they're true in the natural too, but it has a spiritual base right here for you and me to apply this. If this is the only wisdom you get for 90 minutes on a Sunday and the rest of the week you're, main, you're mainstreaming uh, carnal wisdom, you're a junkie. This 90 minutes ain't gonna help you. You gotta be able to dig into Proverbs 1.7. You gotta say, man, what does that mean? I, I, gotta, I gotta be wise. And being wise, here's, being wise isn't always taking the job promotion. See, I'm off of friends now. Now I'm demeddling. Well, here's a job promotion for you. Why, why wouldn't you take that? You're gonna make $10,000 a year more. You just have to move to Decatur. Oh, this airs in Decatur. We love Decatur. We, Springfield loves Decatur. Stinky town. You know what I'm saying? Not, every, not, not everything that glitters is gold. What did Tolstoy say? It is complete delusion that beauty is goodness. Right? Because now you gotta spend less time with your family. You're gonna be commuting an extra 40 minutes every day. That's an hour and a half there, an hour and, an hour and a half on the road all day long. That's the gas and da, da, da. There, no one, I've done a lot of funerals. I've seen a lot of people die. Not a lot of people, I've seen several people die. Literally just die. I was in a room once where they pulled the plug on a guy, Pastor, we want you there when we remove life support from this person. I've seen it all. And I've never had a person that's on their deathbed tell me they wish they would have worked more. Right. Right. Man, I wish I'd have spent more time with my family. I wish I'd have hung out with my family more. We should have done more good things, right? He who walks with the wise grows wise. New Testament said it like this, 1 Corinthians. Bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. What does that mean? That means, well, here's the example. Mom, can I go hang out at Johnny's house? No, you can't hang out with Johnny. Well, I like Johnny. Johnny's the neighbor just two doors down. Well, Johnny's a bad influence on you, Tom. What do you mean? Well, Johnny's a delinquent. Johnny breaks windows. Johnny cusses at his mom. Johnny's smoking the wacky weed. You know, on down the list. Ba 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 ba. Why don't you want your little precious Tommy hanging out with him? Why? Because bad character corrupts good. You want you want Tommy to hang out with good kids. Why? Well, guess who we are? We're children of our heavenly father. Who does he want you to hang out with? People that are wise. Wise in their own eyes? No. Wise with the key of life. I want to be wise. I want to walk in wisdom. I want to reap the benefits of being wise. How does that happen? Well, our text. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom. Fools despise wisdom. Remember, there's only two types of people. Which fork in that road are you going to take? Are you gonna go down the wise way or are you gonna go down the foolish way? Do you have time for one more fork? All right, here's the other fork. Proverbs 14, 16. A wise man fears the Lord, shuns evil. But a fool 
is hot-headed and reckless. Pastor, I just have a short fuse. I'm a little hot-headed. You know what those are? Those are excuses for your sin. What you're actually saying is, I'm choosing to be a fool. You're hot-headed. You fly off the handle. Quick to an argument. Hmm? This is the rebuke. Lean into it. Don't go like this. Who does he think he is? Who does he think he is? Fool. 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 Lean into the rebuke. Really? Let me, let me assess my life. That's why we're here. This is why I'm a pastor, not a life coach, ladies and gentlemen, because they'd fire me as a life coach. You hot-headed, you fly off the handle. Well, that's just the way I am. That's the way I was raised. Excuse, 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 excuse. When you have, listen, I was talking to my wife, just maybe the, uh, the other morning we were talking about she was saying something and I said, listen, every event that you have in your life, there is a nanosecond where you have a choice to respond one way or the other. You, I can't define it for you, but if you're a thinking person and something happens to you, not, not animal instinct, but you just, just, you just pause for a second and, I, and I, can either go, I can go nuts on you and just tear you down. I mean, words are my life. I never want to get in a verbal argument with anybody because I'll just tear them to shreds. Some people are pride themselves on their trash talk, like boxers and, or whatever. I can't do that. I cannot allow that dam to open in my life. So there's this moment, there's this moment that comes to you when you get, when you get offended or, or you, want, you want to laugh. Mm, 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 mm. What we used to say, count to 10. Whatever happened to count to 10? Now it's count to nothing. Who do you think you are? You don't know me and you can't tell me what to do. That's the world we live in. You better have a guidebook for the world we live in. So, <laughs> you're saying I'm a fool. Somebody starts going off. Immediately, boom. It's like I see, a, I see a slot machine in Vegas. Fool, fool, fool. Fool, fool, fool. I'm not even, I'm, listen, when you unwind, you can call me or you can talk to me later, but I'm not gonna enter into that level. Because that, isn't that what we, what we wanna do? What do we do? You talk this loud, I'm gonna talk that out. You talk that out, well, I'm gonna talk that out. Well, you can talk that out, I can talk that out. <laughs> you laugh because you know it's true. How about we just do this? Listen, man, when you, when you calm down, when you calm down, we'll have a good conversation about it. Just not, fool, Mr. T, if I could sound like Mr. T, fool, fool, I pity the fool. Don't any of you better get in an argument this afternoon, raise your voice, get hot-headed, because you know what's gonna happen? Your friend's gonna go, remember what pastor said? Okay, Proverbs 1, 7, we end where we began. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom. Fools despise wisdom. Fools despise discipline. Now, can I, can I, just, can I give you a subtle nuance for the word discipline? Discipline is not just 
spare the rod, spoil the child kind of disciplines, crack, smack, sit down, time out, no dinner, discipline, you did wrong, you screwed up, blah, blah, blah. No, discipline is living a disciplined life. Because if you live a disciplined life, there'll be less discipline with a capital D coming your way. So that, that's not how we do. Okay, here's an example. Get up, make your bed, brush your teeth, say good morning to your mother, sit down, see if there's something you can do to help her. Uh, X, Y, Z, what we do. And then this is how, that's teaching your children a disciplined life. One right. Okay, let's try that again. <laughs> That's the, way we should, that's the way we should train our children, yes. to have a disciplined yes. life. This is what we do. We brush our teeth before we go to bed. Well, I don't feel like it. Tough nuts. Get in there, brush your teeth. It's what we do. It's the right thing to do. Yes. It's wisdom to brush your teeth before you go to bed. And if you don't, if that's a newsflash to you, have a little discipline. Because if you don't, you'll have all your teeth pulled out. You didn't follow the rule book of hygiene. We're presenting the rule book of life, a book of wisdom. So I have a little prophetic word for you. I have four things, uh, five things I'd like to say. And one of these may strike a chord with you. And I'd like you to consider filing it away in your prophetic words for this coming year. Number one, it's time to finally adjust your course and set up some discipline in your life. Is that you? Is that you? What? No, I'm, I'm good. Okay. All right. Then number two, this is the year for your course correction. You've been headed this way, but the problem with is with a one degree variance projected out over a couple hundred miles, you're going to end up in the wrong town. So a course correction. It's the year to embrace godly wisdom, to realize that there are only two paths. Rene Descartes, there's the wise and there's the foolish. Somebody that trusts the Lord, wise. Will they do it always right? Will they do it always right? No, no, no. Those are the people I wanna hang around with. I wanna hang around with people that are wise, wiser than me. Time to break ties with fools and their foolish ways. I know, but they're so much fun. They're so funny and they're so popular. They're so good looking. They have so much money. They're so well connected. They are fools and they will drag you down. And if you're using the, oh, I'm just, I'm sharing Jesus with them. And if that's, all, if that's the spectrum of all your friends, you're just deluding yourself, right? There are some people you just gotta not hang out with. Like an anchor around your, you know, it's an anchor around your, your ankle. And then to choose the path of wisdom. Proverbs 16, 16, godly wisdom is better than gold. If I had a pile of gold, a pile of gold, pounds of gold at $2,000 $2, an ounce, 16, is it 16 ounces? Yeah, a pound, right? So I got, I got a stack of gold where if I had wisdom, all, I had all, just all kinds of great wisdom about life and, 
and marriage and raising kids and finances. I take the pile of wisdom and I hope you take the pile of wisdom too. Godly wisdom, godly wisdom is better than gold or silver. Charles Spurgeon, the Prince of Preachers, I know, I know it is not, to know is not to be wise. Many men know a great deal and all their works are foolish. But King Solomon, that's who we're here for. Proverbs three, you know it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge, know, lean into, trust him. And he will direct what? Hear your what? The path. Some of you walk out of this door today, you get in your car, there's a path to take. One of them is a well-worn path. Wide is the way to destruction. Narrow is the way that'll lead to eternal life. So I leave you with this. It's so important, particularly in this coming year. The most important function of wisdom the most important function of wisdom, how to, how to have a good career, how to have, find a good husband, how to find a good wife, how to raise good kids, how to have a successful marriage, all that, that's all byproduct. I'm telling you the most important function of wisdom is that it gives you the ability to discern between good and evil. When you are wise with the things of heaven, you immediately begin to discern, mm, that's not right, Mm-mm. And you're gonna need that, you know why? Particularly with what's coming with what's coming. There is a tsunami of filth and smut and horrible things of, of, of economic, political, political. <clears throat> Do you know what's coming? You need to be able to discern. You need to be able to know. And how can you know unless you have the guide, that you have the key to the lock? Well, I know God. I know what's right. Therefore, I can discern what's wrong. This is why, this is why uh, you know, the, the, the CIA, the FBI, when they're taught to find counterfeit bills, those people that sit and look at counterfeit bills, right? They don't study counterfeit. They, they study the real thing. They study the real $100 bill and they know everything about it. So as soon as a counterfeit comes, they go, oh, that's counterfeit. This is what the book of Proverbs and the Bible will do for you is a life of wisdom. And let me, just, let me just put you in a category of crazy right now. Because when you start using godly wisdom as the divining rod, if you will, to find the true goodness of heaven, when you use the, the, the wisdom of God's word to say that's right and that's wrong, when you make that stand, then you stand because there'll be people that tell you, you're a hater, you don't know, what do you think? Well, you're, no, you're a bigot, you're a homophobe, sexophobe, transphobe, phobophobe, phobophobe, whatever. You're, 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 you're a hater, you're not a, you need to have such resolve. And you only have that when you know what's in the book. You only know that when you hold the key. If you're just kind of like, 
I'm a Sunday morning Christian, and I know it's not right to be a transsexual person. That seems kind of weird, but everybody, so you put he, she, you put he, him in your bio. You put she, I, I, I. What's wrong with you? I've read the book. God, he made them male and female, he made them. Well, you're a, no, I have resolved. You know why I have resolved? Because I know that I know. I'm functioning in godly wisdom. Now, you can, you can call me whatever you want. You know what? There may be a day they imprison you for that thought. For the thought inside of here, 1984, Orwell, the thought police. They may, they may come against you and say, oh, you, we're gonna freeze your bank account. You can't drive more than 10,000 miles a year. No, you can't use your digital money on this, that, and the other thing. And you can only go, oh, it's all coming. It's, it's coming so fast, you have no idea how it's coming. You need to know that you know that you stand on the, the, the knowledge of God, the fear of God, the being of wisdom, and that's what, I'm gonna, that's, what I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to stake my life. I have staked my life on it. Yep. I will die for it. Yep. And until you come to that part, listen, you need to take a little step closer to the fire, ladies and gentlemen. The fire is beautiful. The fire will burn away all the, ch- all the junk in your life, the wood, hay, and stubble. It'll remind you what's really important, but it also purifies you. It illuminates your life. I could preach a whole sermon on fire right now, but I'm out of time. I want you to do this. Follow along this, this month. Every day, someday, sometime, not just have the idea, oh yeah, that'd be a good idea. No, have the, make a determination and then have a little bit of grit, have a little bit of intestinal fortitude that says, ah, it's gonna take like five minutes <laughs> off of my dead scrolling. <laughs> to, to, to just sit and read it, just read it. I'm not asking you to do a deep Bible study. I'm not asking you to do Hebrew word study. I just read it, just read it and say to yourself, this is true. Yes. This is true. I will stake my life on the truth of that. The bad character corrupts good people. And on and on. Then at the end of this month, you'll be surprised. 31 days of digesting that every day. Maybe you wanna read it twice a day, three times a day. Tune in for devotions. I challenge you. Let 2024 be a year of wisdom increase. May the dial go where wisdom is concerned in your life this year. Amen? Why don't you stand up with us, please? Hallelujah. To have a holy reverence for the self-existent, eternal Lord of all is the single most important thing for anyone to have. But still, perverted fools, fools and silly people disrespect despise the Lord and his good sense, his wisdom, discipline, correction, and instruction. The book of Proverbs taught us, Descartes, Descartes rather, Renee, said it again, there's only two types of people. Well, in this room, is this, the same is true. Those who are wise and those who are fools. Well, I'm a little bit wise, I'm a little bit fool. You're a little bit country, you're a little bit rock and roll. That's not how it works. You are not Donnie Donnie Marie Osmond. 
You are one or the other. You are on one road or the other road at any moment of your life. You don't get to be gray. Right now, you are either on the wise road or the foolish road. And as soon as you do the foolish thing, boom. And you know what happens about the foolish? Once you step over onto the foolish road, oh man, it's slippery. And it goes that way. So come on back to the wise side. Be a wise guy. Be a wise person. Not everybody will like that. Some of the friends that will fall off of your life will not like that. but it's the way of righteousness, peace, and joy. Lord, teach us today not to be wise in our own eyes, but to trust you. In Cheryl and my devotion this morning, we do devotions together every morning, every night, different one in the morning than in the evening. This morning, the text for our devotion was out of Jeremiah chapter nine. And it was verse 23. Listen to this. This is my morning devotion this morning. The text. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast in their wisdom or the strong boast in their strength or the rich boast in their riches. But let the one who boasts, boasts about this, that they have an understanding and they know me, that I am the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, who exercises kindness justice and righteousness on earth. For in these things I take delight, declares the Lord. So Father, we bow our heads and our hearts to you this morning. And that is what our desire is, to walk on the path of wisdom. And that's a life with you. If that's the path you choose this morning, would you just, with your heads bowed, your eyes closed, just raise a hand to heaven. Here we are, God. Just, just, just me and you. No one looking around. We put away our, our anger, our temper, all the stuff we're going to learn about this, this month. We want to seek after you. We want to be wise. The byproduct of that, oh man, the effect it'll have on our family, our home, our finances, our health and everything, it's hard to imagine. But that's not our goal, Lord. Our goal is to know you, to fear you, to reverence you to appreciate you, to lean into your rebuke and chastisement. So here we are starting a new year, Lord. Give us strength, give us wisdom, give us determination, and give us grit to walk it out for your glory, Lord. You've never made that commitment. Today's the day. You say, Jesus, everybody say it with me. Say, Jesus, I am yours. Now may your peace be with us, Lord, this coming year. We don't know what next month or what February will hold or July will hold or November will hold, but we know that you hold us and we trust you. We thank you for your wisdom. May we be students. May we be learners of who you are and then employ that in our life for your glory, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. This has been a message from Destiny Church in Springfield, Illinois. To learn more about our ministry, visit the episode description where you can find links to our website, ways to give, and more about who we are. 
You've been listening to the Destiny Church 217 Podcast, your place for real, relevant relationships.